Welcome back here to the Sales and Marketing Summit at FreightWaves. My name is Kevin Hill, the executive publisher here at FreightWaves, as well as the host of Put That Copy Down, the Freight Sales TV show that you can find every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, joined here with Adrian Chapman, who is the founder and CEO of Cover 3 Consulting. How are you doing today? Doing well. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Perfect. Uh, something that we talk about on Put That Coffee Down constantly, especially in the last uh, 12 months or so, is what's been coined as the great resignation. Yeah. Um, you know, record number of jobs available, record numbers of quits. And, you know, there, there's a lot of theories about why. But what we want to talk about today specifically is what's the market in, in freight, you know, 3PLs, freight brokerages, et cetera, in, in talent, especially sales talent, and how mm. that is really playing off. And Adrian, that's what you specialize in. Yep. So I wanted to uh, to talk with you today about it. Uh, well, yeah, uh, ha- happy to, to be on. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Freightways, for uh, for allowing me to, to join you. Uh, it's it's wild. It's been, you know, I've been in recruiting for, for 10 years and uh, transportation recruiting for around seven years. I've never seen anything like this. You know, uh, I've talked with people who are senior to me as far as, you know, their experience in transportation recruiting, and they've never seen anything like this. So I'm glad that, you know, I'm not alone there. Um, but as far as, you know, what's driving that, um, you know, we can all point to uh, the last few years as to, I think, why that that is. And the way that I explain it to people is, uh, you know, with with COVID, um, you know, um, obviously there was a lockdown, the number of things that caused the economies to hit, hit the brakes, right? Um, when they opened back up, that drove customer demand, um, which then required uh, more of a workforce. And when there was more of a workforce, we know that workforce, uh, just in general, it's a limited supply. Um, specifically, logistics is on the front end of a lot of this. And then, um, you know, because of that, wages to compete are driven up, right? Because we have a limited workforce, it's, this is economics, right? And so people see themselves valued more by the marketplace sometimes than they do by where they are. Um, and that's why you suddenly see, I think, um, a lot of this uh, great resignation business where people are, hey, maybe I'll t- take a chance and do something different. True. And, and the data really lays out an interesting story that I, I think people will be studying for, for decades to come. And that is in April of 2020, you saw this massive spike in initial jobless claims. I mean, probably an eight sigma event. So something no one ever thought would happen. I mean, just shooting straight up. But now, um, you know, initial jobless claims uh, the week before this summit are at pre-pandemic lows. So it's not that people aren't working or are staying out of the workforce, perhaps. I mean, I, I think what you've, you'll find is a lot of baby boomers or people closer to retirement age have cashed in their chips and, and retired and aren't going to return to the workforce. But the available labor pool out there is is very tight. I mean, it was historic uh, unemployment rates before the pandemic. We're kind of back down into that territory. So the job market is still really tight and, you know, probably burnout, people shifting focus, kind of trying to value what's important to them. And when you talk to candidates right now, what is important, you know, what kind of corporate, you know, corporate structure or culture are, are employees looking for right now? 
uh, I see a lot of people kind of change, wanting to change that idea of like, hey, the great resignation to the great reset, right? Um, or, or a number of different things. And it's always got to be the great for whatever reason. But um, it, is, it, it is, I think the great reset is really good um, because I think that's how a lot of people have seen this, uh, are seeing this. I saw the LinkedIn's chief uh, economist was interviewed recently. Um, and one of the things that she had stated and seen was a lot of people are saying like, if I don't make a change now, if I don't make a jump for what I want, what could be best for me now, when am I ever going to do it? And I, and that's a sentiment that I'm seeing as well. We talk with, you know, thousands of uh, candidates across the country in transportation. And many times, many times it's not even necessarily like, Hey, I'm going to go do this big audacious thing so much as it is, um, Maybe I do want to make more money. Maybe I would like a remote opportunity or maybe just something that's a little bit more flexible uh, for me as well. Um, you know, I think while all of those things are, are big, I would say flexibility is probably one of the big ones. Sure, compensation is certainly one that I see. Um, you know, one that I see a ton of that people don't talk a ton about is just like mission. And, and companies, so many people want to work. They want to know that what they're doing is meaningful. Um, and if, if they do feel like it's meaningful, they say, hey, I'm willing to maybe even take a little bit less uh, or maybe make a commute if I feel like I'm making an impact. Is that something, and maybe you've heard this phrase or at least the feelings of this phrase, and I think you described it right there, YOLO or, or carpe diem. Carpe diem or YOLO, you only live once, right? So why am I working at a poor company or, or doing things that aren't in my mission, Right. I should be working and, and doing things that I'm passionate about or I enjoy. And life's just too short to, to be miserable making other people money. Is that, is that an attitude that you're really seeing right now? A hundred percent. I think it's a, a dramatic shift. And there's a lot of books that are out there about this idea, specifically the generations, I would say, right behind me, right? So kind of, kind of millennial and, and moving forward. There's this idea that, um, you know, it's not just about the American dream, so to speak, right? It's not about the white picket fence and, and the house. It's about uh, freedom and this idea of time freedom and the ability to have the flexibility when I want. So it's not, um, you know, um, you know, living to work. It's working to to live. Um, and I'm seeing that in a pretty big way. Wait, what are you seeing in in the remote landscape, right? Or, or flex to, to the fully remote situations in the freight industry, especially in freight brokerages. Is that, I, I know during the pandemic, you know, because of necessity, are you seeing most everyone coming back to the office and hiring within the office? And uh, because, you know, it's great to be remote, but, you know, freight, you have to be talking to your coworkers, getting that pulse of the market and, and sharing ideas. So I'm seeing both. Um, I'm seeing more remote than I've ever seen right now. Um, and that's a testament to um, a lot of brokerages saying, we understand it's a different world than it was three years ago. Like we, we get that. Um, and so there is more remote. Most of what I see when it comes to remote are going to be account management, sales, t territory sales. Th those are the types of roles that are most often going to be remote. Um, however, I have seen operations, track trace, um, you know, carry yourself. I've seen some of those remote depending on uh, the company. Um, 
the, the thing that I'll give credit to for nearly every executive that we work with is there is this sentiment that is we know is different and we we understand things are changing. So while we may not we not may not be able to or have uh, the ability to be fully remote or really flexible yet, we're working on it and we we are listening and we want to do we want to be able to make the best decision for our people, but we're not sure how to do that yet. Um, and that's what I'm hearing on my end. Whenever you go in, let's flip over to the employer side, right? Or your client side. And, you know, everyone's trying to piece this together, how to attract the, the best talent out there, especially in, in, in freight brokers, right? What are some of the things that you advise that were just, for lack of a better word, low hanging fruit? something that employers can do really easily. It won't cost them much and they can do it immediately to, to start really seeing improved results. Yeah. So one of the things that I would say is one, just focus on retention first and foremost. Right. Um, and so for me, that would, you know, as a brokerage, I, and I've had this conversation twice with executives this week is, you know, uh, someone, because the market is so busy and, and wild uh, and we have so much demand in transportation, that I'd rather keep somebody who's maybe 80% um, to, you know, their, their quota or their goals rather than having to go find somebody completely new and plug them in or lose that person because it's so expensive to replace people. And so the first thing I would say is talk to you, talk to your people, right? Go have conversations, hear what they're saying, try to understand, you know, Hey, what are your long-term goals? What are your short-term goals? How do we fit into that? And, you know, what does that look like? We want to be able to support you, whatever that time frame we have together. And that retention is really going to help. And, and it kind of goes back to mission, right? What's your mission? What are your goals? And let's see if we can work together to that. Sometimes you can't, and that's fine. Uh, but if there's a way to, to guide you down the path to get you to where you want to go, Let's work out a plan. So that's a, that's a great one. You brought up another point, which is a metric that, that we can talk about, and I like to talk about metrics all, all the time, is cost of replacement. Now, you know, it, and you probably might not have any hard numbers on this, but what's your gut feeling on cost of replacement? How dramatically is that increasing, number one? And how dramatically is it, or if it's just slightly? Yeah, I don't know. Well, so, I mean, it, it's increasing because, um, you know, the cost of hiring someone is uh, increasing, right? I mean, with inflation means we've got to, with demand, we've got to pay people more. Um, and because the pool of people, you look at the pool of uh, workers is, is only so big. And so that means that um, it's, it's, <laughs> there's an incubation period for humans, right? We can't, we can't just like go, go create new workers all of a sudden. It's kind of a differentiation question, right? We can talk about differentiation to your customers or to carriers, right? But, but how about talent? How do you differentiate your freight brokerage or your transportation company from the, the one down the street? You know, how do you, how do you sell the talent? Just to answer your first question, I'd say it's around 50,000 50, on average um, to replace talent. And if that's, if we're considering, you know, an average of somewhere in the neighborhood of like, you know, a 40 to $60,000 um, base salary. Sometimes it can be way more than that, depending on what the role is, how much someone is producing. But just from the large numbers I've seen, around fifty grand. Yeah, and and then you have to to 
So to really calculate in and add in the cost of recruitment, time spent interviewing, you know, those indirect costs on top of salary for the first year, kind of like what you what we always talk about in driver recruiting, right? Those, those recruiting costs, right? Digital advertising, you know, you have all of this that that you have to bake in the cake as well. 100%. Yeah. So it, it, there's this exponential numbers where, yeah, that's why retention is important. That's why hiring people right the first time uh, is important if you can. Um, to answer your, your second question there on, you know, how do we sell to people? First thing I would say is it's just as simple as a phrase is playing offense. And what I mean by that is, uh, and I posted about this the other day, a lot of companies, when I first talked to them about recruiting, they tell me about the recruiting process, meaning like, hey, we have these filters, you know, they'll, they'll uh, interview on the phone with a recruiter um, or HR person, and then we'll, they'll come in and meet with us and they'll meet with three different people and they'll take this personality. And those are all good things, but they're all playing defense, right? We're trying to keep people out with us. And that's good. You need that as a part of your process. But it's passive recruiting oftentimes, like who is applying to our our ATS, our applicant tracking system on our online website portal. So that's fine, but I explain it like this. I'm a big fly fisherman, right? And so one of the things I would say is if you want to catch a big fish, you know, you could go set up a net in the water and something might swim into that. That's possible, right? But a good fisherman knows what's biting in what season, what insects are hatching that the fish are eating when. And oftentimes the guide is helpful. I liken a recruiting firm to a guide that's constantly fishing every single day, or you need to get more reps uh, fishing. And so you need to fish more often in the places that, that you're going to be. And so playing offense for me means your line's got to be in the water, right? You need to be marketing constantly to your end ideal client. And that can be recruitment marketing. That can be a podcast. That can be social media. That can be, um, you know, career fairs or get togethers, um, you know, social uh, events when we're, you know, when we're capable of doing such a thing, but constantly being in a place to say, hey, well, let's put our culture and values and our people on display. And you're going to attract more of the people that you want. It's just like sales. It is sales, right? It's just like going after shippers or any customer base, going out after talent is important in any environment, but it is uber important right now with the great resignation and the job market and the tightness that you see out there. hundred percent. And it and goes back to what we talked about earlier. It's, it's, we're talking about vision casting, right? And so that vision casting is if you want to compete right now, a lot of people have, you know, people will say all the time, like, Oh, every, every brokerage is the same, right? They all do do similar stuff. But if you want to be different, there's a lot of brokerages that do things very different. Um, and it starts with their values and it starts with their their people. And so if you can put those people out front and then you can involve people and say, hey, I want to show you what it would look like if you were here. And here's where we're going. Right. If I'm creating that vision, we want to be, you know, uh, we want to be a company that helps this many people. Right. We want to make this many shipments. And here's why, because if we can make this many sh- shipments, maybe this is what we're giving back. This is how we're giving back, right? We're, you know, giving back to this community uh, or these people who are in need. Um, and that's a lot bigger than we want to make half a million dollars or, you know, half a billion dollars this year uh, or hire 200 more people. So you're in recruiting, you know, cover three consulting. What is one, the, the one interview question that you recommend every job candidate 
ask. Don't leave the room without asking. I mean, what is what is this or what piece of information? Maybe it's not a specific question, but what piece of information should you leave that interview room or that video call now these days? What should you know about the company to, to make an informed decision? That's a big one. One one of my favorite question interview questions that I I like to ask and I would recommend other people ask is just asking someone what is your greatest success to date in life? And to me, that tells me a lot about someone personally. It tells me a lot about their heart. It tells me a lot about what where their values are. Um, and I think that will be something that will maybe not tell you the whole story, but it will wrap up probably a lot of what you're looking for um, in a person. So not, you know, again, not that it's an end-all be-all, but you'll you'll learn a lot about someone really, really quick with that. I, I, I agree with that. I, I think that's a very insightful question and it brings on a, a great story or it better be a great story. If it's not a great story, then, you know, it, 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 that gives you your answers right there, right? Well, right. It, it's open-ended, right? And so to, to me, you know, what, what there, there's, not, there's not necessarily a, a right or wrong answer to it, um, but, you know. It should be sincere, right? It, it should be sincere. And I've, I've heard very you know, uh, very, what I would say, like shallow and short sighted mm-hmm. answers to that, which that does worry me to a, to an extent, because I'm like, if that, that answers your question, yeah, if that, it, that's that. the depth um, of how you kind of think through things or your goals. And there's probably a, not a lot more than that. Um, but if there is, um, if there is something more that you're fighting for, I want to help you go on that mission, right? I want to help you get to that place. Um, I want to help understand why that was a success for you, and what's the next what's the next mountain we can climb together? Well, thank you so much, Adrian, for joining us here at the the Sales and Marketing Summit here at Freightwaves. And uh, yeah, thank you once again. Absolutely appreciate being on. Um, always good to talk with you, Kevin. Always enjoy it. Enjoy the content that Freightwaves puts out. Um, so thanks for letting me uh, be here. Thanks for those compliments, and everyone, stay tuned. We have more content here. Just just tailored for you to increase your sales game in 2022.